Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. <laughs> Welcome to episode 252. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some RPG stuff I got to show off because it's going to be kind of neat. Um, we're going to be talking about some painting and some model collecting, uh, which we, if you listened into the pre-ramble, we kind of got started on that. I thought we'd another cool subject to uh, go over, um, which we'll put it in there because we actually started going and we started rambling and started... <laughs> podcasting <laughs> type Started thing. topicking yeah yeah so before we do that we want to thank turbo dork for their awesome 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 uh metallic paints and color shifting paints make sure you check them out at adepticon they have a new paint coming out just during adepticon uh, for a limited time and limited supplies um we want to thank midnight heroes uh their kickstarter is still ongoing they're over i think they just opened up over three thousand so far so we got some cool new stuff coming um, I want to thank Muse on STLs, me. You can get the Kickstarter. Only time you can get it. Oh, only time you can get the STLs. Uh, we yep. thank Muse on Minis for hosting, and um, they will definitely be at Adepticon, so you can go pick up some cool stuff there. And if you like cool widgets and tokens, we want to thank Parabellum War Games, uh, makers of Conquest. Um, they are having a big, some big events happening at Adepticon. But if you like their models, you can get a pretty big discount code using their stuff. Um, actually all these guys if you like their like what they got uh we got discount codes for all of them yep check out the chat check it out you can go get some cool stuff cheap kind of helps us out too um yep. i think we got everybody i think so um so we have a few shout outs for um now. for now for now which i have to have a conversation with them uh at adepticon see what they are saying and stuff because i have stuff i'm waiting yeah, i'm yeah. like i want to see i want to do this i want to do this yeah yeah but yeah it's i mean understand they're getting they're getting ready for adepticon that's important yeah. stuff so yeah we gotta get they they gotta do their business we're a little business but they gotta do the big business um so shout outs this week um lance reddick that was his last name. I can't remember if it was Lance Reddick or not. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's it. Um, that was a kind of a shocker. Um, yeah, I, yeah. And I was, uh, I remember him from all the shows he's been in and his voice and so on and so forth. And everybody had really good tributes to him. Uh, kind of came out of the blue and stuff, but uh, it was kind of a shocker to me. I was like, oh, damn. He was really cool. Had some really cool stuff. Um, the heck? What's wrong with that screen? Got a screen issue. Um, but, got that one. Uh, any other shout-outs anybody knows about? Make sure you put it in the chat. We'll make sure to do it. Yeah, I've got two. Go for it. I had uh, two friends pass this week. Uh, my buddy Mike Soros, who we knew as uh, Dark Knight from our old BBS days, or Chaos Mike, because he played Chaos, uh, died of a heart attack. He was 50. Um. You know, I didn't hang out with him much recently, but, you know, we were we were together a lot back in the day. And he was always kind of the crazy guy, but actually was not crazy at all. He was a very good, cool stand-up dude. And then another buddy, um, uh, Phil Wisniewski, who uh, was one of my old MTG and all those games crew, role-playing crew for the longest time back in the uh, mint card company days, back, you know, when all that stuff started. He came in sort of from the other side of town. Uh, when we bought that store and was the manager there, I was the manager at the Glen Burnie store. We hung out a lot. We're really close for a while and he died. Uh, he was also just about 50 and I haven't gotten a confirmation, but I'm pretty sure it was a stroke or heart attack as well. Hmm. I'm sorry to so. hear that. Um, 
guys, we appreciate everything and everybody. Uh, make sure you say hi. Make sure you, you know, give everything. Make sure you uh, give hugs. Uh, John, what are you drinking before we give this cheer out? Uh, well, I'm going to do the cheers with some of my uh, Australian whiskey I got here. And then uh, afterwards, I've got a uh, gin gin mule. I am doing it. Uh, I am doing some Remy Martin XO. Brought that bottle out. I was like, uh, this is an appropriate time. So, guys, like it says, if you see something, say something. If you need anything, make sure that you reach out, talk to everybody. Um, we're here. We can talk. We can hang out, do whatever. Hey, if you want to play a game, get with me. I mean, I'm playing a survival game right now, but uh, uh, you can join me on that server if you'd like. <laughs> uh, cheers. Cheers. Whew. Man. That is really good. Um, so, as... Still continuing on the uh, RPG, random RPGs. I got two in. I didn't do it last week, so I'm doing it this week. Because um, I was waiting for the other one to come in. Uh, and I got my first book. And it's a pretty good-sized book. Um, 128 pages. Softback. And um, GURPS Atlantis. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. GURPS books are the best source material. Absolutely. I, so, I mean, I never got to play GURPS. I know about GURPS. I never got to play it. I would advise against it. Yeah. Um, but this source book... I mean, it's got a ton of shit in here. There's, like, no charts, hardly any stats. It's, like, all information. Uh, and it's in really good yep. shape. I mean, this thing is they'll in just, perfect shape. Yeah, the back will usually have the stats, but they'll put a bunch of stuff in the beginning... Like, back in the day, when I would get, uh, like, when I got wild cards, or reading the wild cards novels, I don't know if you guys have ever read those, GURPS did a source book for it, and I got that too, and it helps piece together all the stuff, especially for a series like that, that's a bunch of short stories. Yeah. Uh, and Pete, get it together so you can see the the bigger picture of all the things maybe you missed, especially because I was younger. It's great. Something like Atlantis is great, because it's going to put together a bunch of mythologies together to give you ideas for putting something like that in your game. Yeah, I mean, because it covers... High tech, low tech, um, different timelines. I mean, this was first edition, first printing, May 20, 2001. So I thought uh, that was, was kind of cool. Yeah, I was like, neat. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably find somebody that may that's want the, it and send it to them. That's the perfect thing to get in that kind of set, like I said, because it, it's great source material. You might you might even find you need it before you give it away. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, comes to mind. This one came through, and I was really, really shocked about it. Uh, what's the date on this? Um, 1988. Oh. Oh, shit. Um, another Steve Jackson. Uh, it came with instant characters and how to make instant characters and a little pamphlet. Uh, and it's another GURPS product. Yeah. I could tell by the pamphlet. Um... And I think I'm going to give this to a good friend of ours that hopefully I get to see her this coming week because this will be just right up her alley. And it is Conan Beyond Thunder River single player RPG. And it is like a choose your you adventure RPG. That's really cool. But honestly, 
I feel like a low-tech thing like Conan might be exactly up Gerbs' alley. Yeah. So pretty much what it is, is you create your character. You can use Conan. He's in the back, so you could use his character. You know, he's got all the stats written down and everything for him. Uh, and you choose your adventure. You're like, oh, you. I, it's going to be hard to see, but all these little numbers, and it says, all right, you did this, go to this number. All these old choose your RPG stuff. And I'm like, this is actually really cool. Because it's a single character campaign. You roll dice, so on and so forth. And you just do whatever. And you roll on whatever it says. It says, if you, if you do this, do this. Roll this. Roll that. And then it has maps in the back of, like, your play areas of where you're going to, you know, combat happens. And so on and so forth. And I was like, I've never even seen or heard about this. And I was like, this is kind of cool. It's got all the stats of the monsters. Back in those days, there was a Choose Your Adventure I had that was like a superhero um, role-playing game. Like, you had to roll dice at certain points. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it. It's been a very long time. But that was a thing for a while. It was really cool. But I mean, you it know, tells you how to give yourself you track of it. Yeah. It tells you how to give yourself experience points at the end. If you did this, get this. If you did this, get this, you know, um, give yourself so many points so you can level your character up and continue on to another. So I'm, I'm guessing there is a bunch more of these little solo adventure books out there. Um, but I mean, this is like copyright 1988. Yeah. So. I thought this was kind of cool. Um, now, Steve Jackson is like is like one of the forgotten like great role playing companies. Like people like discount them, but they did so much for early role playing and wargaming. Like Ogre, Car Wars. Oh yeah, fucking all Steve Jackson. Like the one thing I regret, like from Kickstarter wise, is I could not get into the Ogre GEV Kickstarter because I loved Ogre. That was just fun fun game you know it brought me into the 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 chit like squad leader like uh uh you know wargaming that was very cool because you know back then when i'm younger i wasn't really into world war ii like i would be now but boy if i didn't like some high-tech uh science fiction with hovercrafts and artillery units and shit yeah i think that'd be a good way to play it you could do battle tech like that too even Mm-hmm. But I mean, now they got Alpha Strike. You don't need to. <laughs> but it was still hex based. It's, it's very cool. I, have a, I think I still have all my Ogre GV stuff. I had like a box set of them. I got Car Wars too, but never really did much Car Wars. Uh, I did some Car Wars, and we, we 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 laugh. I laugh about it because we had a we were doing the arena stuff. It was just you know fun, blow each other up. But it was mm-hmm. we decided that we were going to buy a van. And we were going to put all of our guns on the left side of the vehicle. And everybody sat on the left side of the vehicle because we were going to put all the armor on the left side of the vehicle and then drive around with our right side against the wall, pretty much. (laughs) So no one could hit us on our right side. (laughs) It worked for a little bit until someone knocked us around and, you know, we had to get back to our right side to the wall. But I thought this was kind of cool. And this little quick starter character sheet, how to make quick characters and everything, you know, just yeah. buying points. Well, you're not and everything. getting full GURPS with that, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's 
that is the basics of GURPS characters. That came, I think it even came with the GURPS book I got for quick start stuff. Way back. I don't think I saw the GURPS book. I still have a couple of the supplements because they're good. And there's like this questionnaire in here that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, GURPS questionnaire. How do you like GURPS? Amazing. So-so. Almost amazing. Wasted my money. Okay. How easy to learn the system? How do you? How did you learn to play? How easy is it to play? What's your age? What following products you know that you would buy? Uh, are you sci-fi based or adventure based or game player? You know, large scale combat. You know, just all these little things. You can turn I it mean, in and you would get new stuff. Because that's free. You know, internet as we know it. Yeah. So they need to have some way of of polling people. Yeah. Do you have a computer? If so, does your computer have a modem? And if so, do you call bulletin board services? Do you call online services? And CompuServe, PC Link. Holy moly! <laughs> eighty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I called bulletin board services in eighty-eight. That was pretty early. When you think of Steve Jackson games, what comes to mind? Honesty counts, but don't be afraid to hurt our feelings. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, this is old classic, you know. Yeah. It's got character sheet, the maps, um, turn it in so you can, you know, it's got NPC cards, so you can make NPC cards, all the skills, you know, I thought this was kind of a cool little thing, but I thought this was even cooler because I've never knew that there was a solo adventure Conan stuff. Um, and if I see our special friend this week, uh, she will get that. If not, I will make sure she gets it because that's right up her alley. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely would be something that she would get into and like. I uh, did find it funny. Someone had wrote on the inside that they were selling it for $4. I'm not sure what this would have sold for retail when it came out because there's not a retail price on here. So I have no clue. You can tell that someone's used the back of the book to do some markings and stuff because there's all these hashes and stuff. But I'm kind of curious what oh, they yeah, sold yeah, at yeah. retail. Someone find that out. Conan, Wait. Beyond Thunder River. What was the retail price of it when it came out in 1988? But I mean, this was, I mean, this is pretty cool. I was very impressed by this. Um, well, I'd still do it. Probably not because it's just kind of fun. But for the most part, yeah, cool. I'm okay. I couldn't tell you what it's what it cost back in the day, but it looks like maybe sixteen dollars back in the day, and MSRP is currently nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I I could see this being a twenty dollar book. Yeah. Even though twenty dollars back then is twenty dollar. I mean, $16 back then. I mean, role-playing stuff hasn't gone us up nearly as much as people want to say it has. Correct. With the exception of, like, the hardback for the big boys. Like, the softback books from the little boys is still pretty... Yeah. Pretty much... Uh, probably under inflation, honestly. But, uh, like, the big boys. And also, I mean, sure. What did you pay for D&D hardcovers back in the day? Yeah. 2025? I mean, and I mean, the artwork on the cover? Now, but, hey. Classic 80s artwork. Oh, yeah, classic Conan. Yeah. yeah, classic Conan 80s artwork type thing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That came in uh, oh. yesterday. So I was like, oh, I can talk about two of those things type stuff. Um, so for the people that weren't, um, that didn't watch the pre ramble, we started talking, or, or not there, we started talking about thinning our collections, is the best way to put it. 
Um, so I'm looking at all my stuff and I'm like, mm, I don't play this anymore, but I don't need all these models. I don't play this anymore. Don't need all these models. It's not stuff that I'm going to keep because of cool factor, but it could get used somewhere else. Well, it reminds me of a statement that, uh, that Nathan Hoffman from, uh, what the hell podcast was that? From that old podcast about <laughs> War Machine of Hordes. I forget the fucking name of it. I have no clue. Uh, my brain hurts. Anyways, uh, what he said about something, if you haven't touched it in a year, you should probably get rid of it. And I don't quite do that, but if you haven't touched it in two years, if it's got a good layer of dust on it, you might want to think about getting rid of it. You're probably not that attached to it anymore. You know, you should at least be considering it at that point. You know, you should probably do a yearly spring cleaning and go, okay, what have I not touched? Yeah. You know, and then decide, am I keeping it? If it doesn't bring you joy, yeah, but I was trying to avoid that necessarily. But, but you know, like sometimes you're like, I, I had my fourth edition D&D books on a shelf and like, they're not, I'm like, I don't feel need to get rid of them. Maybe I'll use them someday. Spoiler, I'm using them now. But I did say to myself, they're not moving with me. If I move again, they're not coming. Yeah. Some of those hardback books, if they're not current, like it ain't worth it. Well, I mean, so now, I mean, if we're using them enough, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't, I have a bunch of MCP stuff that I'm not going to use at all. They're just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to donate those as prize support for, for Warfare Weekend, uh, for the mm -hmm. MCP stuff that's happening there. Um, I've got some old judgment models, the first edition stuff. I may keep them. I may not. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Uh, cause I did compare cause, uh, the judgment 2.0 is out and people are getting their kickstarters and so i saw the map and you know put the model on there and yeah they're way bigger than you know the new ones but yeah but they're good painting fodder like that's... correct also we we have this thing of we'll just throw stuff we'll just get rid of stuff but sometimes you just need to go on ebay or find someone who's going on ebay and be like you know, let's work a deal. Like I, for a while, I was working with the old store owner from uh, Drop Zone Games. I'm like, hey, I give you the stuff you eBay. It. You know, we split the profits. Yeah. And you know what? That's super in his favor. He's got to do just the online work. He doesn't have to. I mean, the, he didn't pay anything for the product. Correct. And I mean, and that's what I might do because these models, the the judgment first models are great models. There's nothing wrong with those models, but I'm not even in no way going to do anything with it. Uh, the rule books and all that stuff. There's like one or two models I'm going to keep out of it that I like. Um, so I'm just going to worry about it. Um, like I've got some Riot Quest stuff. I'm not going to play Riot Quest. Um, I might play Riot. I, I would play Riot Quest, but there's no one to play with. I mean, yeah. that's like I would, but. Yeah. Um, Book-wise, uh, like I, almost a year ago now, I got rid of most of my old War Machine Hordes books, like respectfully. The stories in them aren't good enough to keep them. They're not bad by any stretch. They're good for a war game product, but they're not like enticing enough that I need to keep them. So I kept the mercenary book for myself, and then I kept uh, the rep book for my buddy Frank, and then threw the rest away, just right in the recycling. Psh, get out of here. I ain't got space for that shit. You know, sometimes you got to do that. If something's obsolete and no one's playing it that way anymore, just get the fuck rid of it. Yeah. Different with role-playing games, because if you have enough books, you don't need anyone else to get into it. You can just play it based off your books. 
But like for a war game, anything where you're playing with other people, ostensibly as a pickup game, potentially at a store, just get rid of it. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, Nerd city, huh? <laughs> they're just, I mean, so like, oh, um, X-wing. Yeah, that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, we've tried so many times to get X-wing started. It's just. Never really starts. You always start playing like, yeah, this is cool. Then it gets to the middle of the game and it bogs down. And you're like, fuck, bog down phase. Yep. You know, things are a little, some things are a little too maneuverable compared to how killy it is. So it takes too long. The competitive scene with it is not good. Yeah. I mean, I and have. Even like the casual scene, since they change stuff with Mark II, is not great. You know, it's. I, do I have? I mean, right now it's just taking up a box. I could put it all up in one box, so it's not going to take up a ton of space. So that Correct. could just squirrel away in the closet. But you know, well, and I also have like all my Kador. Like I was telling John, I'm probably not going to play my Kador anymore. Uh, and I can just and it's a crap ton of Kador. I mean, a shit ton of Kador. Uh, I have like two to three of everything or more, depending on what it is. And I'm mm-hmm. like just going to eBay that out at a very cheap price because it's a shit ton of models. Um, well, um, when uh, my buddy uh, Bowie was uh, playing, he's like, John, I need to borrow your World Wrath. Sure. I handed it to him and said, you don't have to give it back when you're done. It's yours. <laughs> but I mean, I have a I ton of that stuff. Good. Get out of here. It's but like, taking up lots of space. I'd rather save space for games I'm going to play. I, I think when you go through your stuff, like a good spring cleaning stuff, and spring's right around the corner, so this yep. is a good topic. You should go through your stuff and decide, want to play it very much, keep it. Not sure? Well, put that in a separate pile. Maybe you lay, you get get little stickers like you do for yard sales and all, and just sticker it a color. Next year when you go back, if it's still there, maybe you're like, I haven't touched it, fucking get it out of here. And then the stuff you're like, I'm not going to play this. Like, I'm not going to have three or four factions for War Machine of Hordes, a game that I'm not probably ever going to play. You know, I'll keep the stuff I got. The rest can just go away. Yeah, I mean, because I've got, like, Arena Rex. Arena Rex, I have, like, ten models. Ten models. Ten I'm, models. I'm okay holding yeah. on to those. If it takes a tray of a figure case and that's it, like an old standard GW one, it, it's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, my Kador takes up, like, four battle box, you know, four battle foam boxes. And I'm like, yeah, I could nope. use those for other models. I could put all my battle tech in a good, you know, size thing and... Then I could, you know, use that, and then I could take my other models and do some smaller I stuff. I won't tell you how many empty GW figure cases I have. Yeah, it's significant. Yeah, empty. Not to mention the full ones. But yeah, we're talking like like Infinity. Like every game we get into it, we have this habit of getting way too far into it. So at some point, you're like, I don't need all those models. Start thinning it out. What do I have here that I don't need? Get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I've got an infinity armor. Like, we'll get that stuff to. Uh, <laughs> actually, funny mo, I have one of the ones that actually, or two of the ones that actually were actual gun cases. Or GW just sold the extra foam with it, so you bought a gun case and it had the foam and it was shrink wrapped together. And you you take the gun case foam out and you put the GW foam in. I've got a couple of those cases around here. One's got my blood bowl, which will not go away because it's a fully painted team. I see that's something um, you could keep. You can but, keep. That's what. 15 models? One case. Yeah. Um, every model I could possibly play for the team, Gonzo. Oh. Every model. <laughs> but, I mean, that's something... All that's... the star players. 
including the old ones. But I mean, you're not holding on to people that yeah, have like one figure case. Yeah. If you're talking about Age of Sigmar, 40k, that's no. one army is a shit ton of models. It's a lot of space. A lot of space. And my Kador is like that because I bought, you know, I have yeah. everything. So I'm like, I, I have no problem getting rid you of that. Decide. I mean, some things you can keep because of space. Some things you have to get rid of because it takes up too much space and you're not going to use it. Yeah. And you have to think, like, like, if you've got multiple 40K armies, you're not playing 40K right now, do you need them all? Especially the new edition coming out. Though I will say something that Gonzo's bad at, but I will mention <laughs> everyone else. If you've painted an army, maybe think about keeping it. I have very rarely not regretted painting getting rid of a painted army just because when a edition comes out it's still a painted fucking army you could just drop down and play granted you know at some points it's it's what it is what it is sometimes depending on how well you paint you can get a good value for it or sometimes it's neat one of mine i had to uh sell because i needed a mattress for my wife worked yep. you know regretted a little bit but not a lot but you have to decide that, you know, you be your hobbies move on, what your what games you should move on, you know, keep the stuff that you really want, you know, like I would never get rid. I have a, a sculpted Ashland that uh, uh, Captain Spud from Lost Hemisphere fame, uh, if you count that as fame, uh, sculpted <laughs> for me as a commission. I'm not getting rid of that. I'm keeping that forever. Yeah. It's on a better paint shop. I spent a lot of time on it trying to make it look good i feel like it looks pretty good keeping it forever well i mean is I actually some... in the new edition i don't fucking know probably not yeah i don't care but i mean like there's some models that i kept like i got rid of my troll blood army a long time ago but this was troll blood was painted by a friend of mine i'm keeping that one some things have sentimental value yeah that's why we get the cases why do you have that one troll model well so and so painted that for me i have one assembled and painted 40k model it's a Phoenix Ward Chondrus because L. Marshall painted that and gave it to me, so it's still sitting in the case because I like it. Is it still the current model for that uh, particular Phoenix Ward? Yes. Thanks, GW. He gave it to me <laughs> last century. It's still the current model. <laughs> yeah, it's old enough. It's almost old enough to run for president. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I, I, I've just been looking at stuff and I'm like, yeah, I, that's taking up a lot of space. I could put yeah. other stuff in that space. Well, yeah, you look at like the stuff, like the game books, like, do I need all these old game books? How many editions of old 40K do I need? Yeah, no, I, I felt old this week a lot. Uh, talking uh, about game game books, uh, I found a place that takes old game books and they give you store credit. And I'm like, and, and they will pay to ship them to them. I'm like, oh, even better. Because you, do, you just I've tell them what you to, have. Uh, what's the name of that company? It's, they're still around. Noble Knight Games. Yep. I, that's, that's exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. They, Noka Plays, they were great. Like, uh, back in the old days, they were doing a bunch of card game stuff. I had a bunch of... Uh, a, it was a case topper for the Star Wars card game. And I'm like, don't need these anymore. Not doing too much. I sent them to them. And they're like, here's our offer. I'm like, well, you know, they're going for this much on eBay. They're like, here's our revised offer. I'm like... That's more than fair now. Take it. Yep. It was it was a good experience. Like, I understand them's going to get an offer, and maybe they don't check eBay every day back then, because it was like it was it was a while ago. 
It was the 2000s. <laughs> like, it was actually probably 2000, thinking about it. So, you know, but they're, they're a good company. You can do that with some things. Maybe your local game store carries that stuff. Maybe you can advertise it on Facebook marketplaces. Look, just look for places to get rid of it. You don't necessarily have to get a lot for it. No. But me and a buddy in the UK were talking, and, and some guy was like, uh, I'll buy it for this much. And it's like, that's not even postage, dude. The fuck out of here with that. Like, you want to you want to get a good deal, but you have to understand where the guy's coming from. If he's posting it to you, you should be expecting to pay something and then postage on top of it. Yeah. Realistic expectations. Because you can go to those places, you can get a good deal if you're looking for something old. You know? There's a bunch of old stuff I'd like to get that I, I would happily get, you know? If it's the right price. Well, I mean, like, there's something that I bought, and, and it's for nostalgia reasons. Uh, I rebought all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Palladium game books. Because... What are we going over to play? <laughs> and I, and... Oh, seriously. You, you just said to me, John, I bought one of the only two Palladium Games books that's worth really fucking playing. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and I bought great. it. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do, uh, Bose. They still do buy old books. They, they uh, You fill out a form of what it is and, like, condition, and then they send it back, and then they actually tell you, and they said they'll actually pay it to be shipped. Um. But no, I, I, I bought all the old TMNT source books, you know, everything else, the old Palladium. And it's like eight or nine books. And I was someone had them for sale on eBay really cheap. And I was like, I can't buy. And that's just a good old nostalgia thing. Is it going to take up space? Eh, probably about six inches of book space, you know, type stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I was like. Being familiar with all those books intimately. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have all of them, but I have a good portion of them at least. Uh, yeah, nine's, nine's, nine's close enough to all of them. You might be missing yeah. a couple of the hard-to-get ones, like After the Bomb or Hogs. Those are both hard to get. I think I have both of those. Excellent. Then a couple. There's there, there's a couple in there that are... Usually either you get the early ones like that, or you get the later ones like Transdimensional and uh, Mutants in Orbit. <laughs> yeah, for The TMNT game is... It shows off everything good about the Palladium system because they're not worried about their, I don't know, how should I put it? The sort of cookie cutter mold they get into later. It's, it just works. You're not worried about it because, you know, it's not unbalanced or it's unbalanced equally. Who fucking cares? It's, you know, it's, it's good old school role playing. It's like yeah. when you play first edition D and D and to a point you're not worried about unbalanced. Oh, most... yeah. Super fun character creation. Honestly, a lot of those old games that are super random are fun. Even though we're not playing it anymore, the character creation for Mechton Zeta, my play, my party had a fucking hoot going through to a point. And I, I miss that a little bit. There's there's a little too focused nowadays to change the subject, unfortunately, <laughs> on things being super equal, you know, points by or this or that, which are fine, but who fucking cares? We're playing a role-playing game. Things don't have to be equal. No, I remember... Do you think all, do you, were all the characters in Lord of the Rings equal? Fucking no. Not even not, quite even close. Uh, I remember when I first played the TMT, uh, TMNT RPG, I played a porcupine because porcupines could pull their quills off and kind of use them as swords. And so he was a, he was a piratey rapier, like, using porcupine <laughs> sword. And I was like, this is the stupidest shit in the world, but it was fun as hell. <laughs> uh, I would always fall back upon that in uh, Rifts, 
because mm-hmm. you got extra BioE if you're in Rifts because they wanted the character to be balanced with Rifts. So I had a mutant weasel with all the good stuff and, you know, it, the hugest physical prowess I could fucking end with. And I was a fucking uh, wilderness scout and it was super fun to a point. <laughs> you know, I was going to say some of those games, some of, some of the, you know, we're bad mouthing Palladium. There's some of the games can be fun, but you really have to have a GM who's willing to just go with it. Oh, yeah. 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 Mark, it's some of those things were crazy, but it was just super fun. Like and and I've gotten to this point in role playing where like my PC stats are completely off the hook in our with our current game. Because we went like, here's what we're going to do. You're going to label your stats how important they are first second third all the way down to sixth and you're going to roll a lot of dice so you're you're most important you're going to roll six dice keep three then five dice keep three for the next two four dice keep three for the next two and least important you're gonna roll three dice straight up but all of them had re-roll ones and some of them got really good rolls but who cares right your heroes your role playing service your heroes who cares you can scale the things up and if you seem exceptional you should you're the PCs. Every advantage makes it easier on the GM because that way, if he's a little over on on how tough things are, you've got the stats to sort of maybe punch your way out, maybe stat your way out. It's <laughs> it's fine. It's super fun. You know, I, I honestly I hope against hope every time I see a new Palladium game that Kevin Ciambatta has made a third edition. Let's call it technically be a fourth and had a really you know, fix things to make them work better. Can someone get the uh, the meow for Gonzo? He took those ears off. That's not okay. <laughs> um, but I hope that he fixes stuff. Like, I've seen the revised uh, riffs, and it's fine. It's still riffs. They added perception and shit. Thank you, Legion. My man. <laughs> Put that shit back on, Gonzo. Um, and it's fine they added some stuff, but it's still not good. It's still got all the same problems. He needs a solid, good revision. And I feel for the dude because there have been some company problems that are completely not his fault. Like, I will take the guy to task because he thinks his shit don't stink. And I'm here to tell you it's a little stinky. But some of the problems he's had and probably prevented him from having the time to innovate is not his fault. I don't want to go into it. Let's just say, Plating Books, if you like their stuff, buy some of their stuff. They can always use the extra support. Um, they've been doing it for a while. And if you've got the right group, their games are fine. Yeah. I would never play it in a store with a random pickup group because that shit's not going to be okay. No, the ra- the, we're just talking about random stuff, Legion. We were talking about getting rid of stuff. We got the role-playing games, and I've gotten off on a tangent because I may be slightly drinking. No, it, it, so we were talking about because we're time for spring cleaning and uh we were talking about some stuff getting rid of some rpgs and i'm like i've got quite a few rpgs that i can get rid of i have no problem getting rid of them because i'm done turtles books no not the turtles books. no and and honestly if you have the robotech books keep those too they have actual good source material the original ones oh yeah because what happens they have their conversions in the front and in the back of some of them or if you've got the rf field manual for all of that sentinels uh invasion stuff they have like the actual Japanese notes Well, you can do a lot with that with whatever system you have, because it starts giving you equivalents like, Oh, Hey, look, this gun's equivalent to this. And now if you've got that gun in the system, you're translating it to, you can start making equivalencies. 
You'd be surprised how easy it is once it gets going. Trust me, I know. I've done it for at least one system. Well, I mean, so I've got like a quite a few, I wouldn't say quite a few, like three Genesis books of the Genesis system. I'm like, oh, I can get rid of those. I'm okay with that. I'll keep those. That's a good game. Yeah. That game's got a lot of potential. I think you just need to work on it. Yeah. Fact, I, honestly, I, I would pick up the Android one, not the uh, one based off their card game. I have Android. Yeah, I, I would pick that one up just for more source material. I honestly, the way we're playing our current game, I wish I had the time to really work on it in Genesis because I feel like this sort of Thunder the Barbarian thing would work well in Genesis because of the way things work. Yeah, the Granted, I also think up. it works well in fourth edition because at a certain point everything just becomes a power. Like, oh, you got an M16, here's the card, M16 power. Like, I like the way that works as well. Oh, yeah, we started with Minis Legion. So, I mean, there's some potential there, but I, I think a lot of the games, especially role-playing games, they don't take up a Dutch space as a miniature game by any stretch. Correct. And honestly, bookshelves are kind of made for them. Yeah. Books. The, the, I'm not too worried about some of the books. Like, okay, you know I'm a huge Earthdawn fan, and I own all the mm-hmm. old Fossa Earthdawn. I could tell you what's in every single one of these books by the back of my yeah. hand. But you know what I really want to do? I want to give them to somebody that's going to use them and enjoy them the way I did. I don't have any. But they need might for not. Them. There might they not might, be that person anymore. Th- there might not be. But I'm okay if I let them go. I'm not. I'm not I don't feel bad about letting them go. I I would let them go to a person. I would never let them go. Like, so I gave away all my BattleTech stuff a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we were getting a 40k BattleTech. It wasn't working. When a buddy of mine moved, he expressed interest in them. So I gave him everything. I don't regret it at all. Because I gave it to him, and he got the joy of it. Yeah. I poured over this book, read all that stuff. You know, it's all fine. I don't ever want to let anything that I actually like go to a, a random store. I'd rather find a person to give it to. Yeah. This one I could see, like, I'll probably go up on Facebook. Hey, guys, I have this 99% completed selection of Vasa, you know, Earthon. I'm done. Anybody else want it? Because I have the new edition of Earthon, and... I would play that, but I could use, you know, I know everything about it and I got it. And I'm good. Does yeah. anybody want this? Anybody yeah, want this? I, I, I wouldn't have it. You know, I got a bunch of books. Of, like, I mean, we mentioned back, I bought the anniversary of the West End Games Star Wars books because oh, yeah. it was cool. Yep. I'll keep those. I don't care. Will I use them again? Maybe. Maybe not. Who cares? Uh, Legion, if the 10 to 20 pots are still good, you keep them because they're still good. Because <laughs> good paint is always, you never were like, this is the exact perfect shade for what I'm doing right this moment. Oh yeah. Talking about paint. It's like the role-playing game. It's like having the book, like you said, those, those grips books, like you have the right supplement, like, oh God, I remember this thing. Steal everything from every book. As soon as you get system mastery in something, you can take something from any other book and translate it over to another game. You know, let's say you've got, I'll use Pathfinder. You got Pathfinder and you're playing D&D 5th now. You can translate that shit over. You know what you're doing. Like, yeah, Ford, like the D6 Star Wars is great. It's one of the best role-playing systems. I wish they'd had the ability to actually print a good, big D6 system book i have this i used to have the small one i don't know if i have it anymore and you can find some of it online but man it's such a good system 
It's got scaling. It's got everything. And honestly, I kind of wish, since the Mechton Zeta version of that game failed, I wish I'd tried the GW one. It might have lasted longer. It just, you know. But it's the thing. It's the constant trying stuff, seeing what sticks, what doesn't, even with, you know, what we're doing. But just having those books available to play. You know, maybe it's got good source material. Old books, especially old old books, fucking the bread and butter was going, here's the source material you love. Uh, hey, Valandar. Uh, here's the source material you love, and here's the stats for this game. And by giving you stats in a game where you've got some idea of what they mean, opens it up for every other game. And sometimes you're just like, oh, crap, I can do this. You go over your bookshelf. You've got the right book. And that's great. But like Anza said, sometimes you're just like, you, you're going to let it go. Oh, so Valandar just got back from the D&D movie, Amazon Prime Series showing, and it was solid. Only one minor pothole, no major ones, plenty of shenanigans, typical D&D party gets caught up in, and more. It's not this thing came, but it's good. Excellent. I appreciate to hear that, because me and my crew are going to go see that. Hopefully when it comes out, I might see it by myself opening night, though I really hate people, so I might take a half day that day. My <laughs> boss might be upset, but I don't fucking care. Uh, but yeah, it's, the reviews on for that movie and we're a little you're early media section, but we'll, we'll talk about it since he mentioned it. The reviews on, on uh rotten tomatoes, not that I really care, but we're all very glowing. So, uh, you know, I think super cool. somebody made a post and we all joke about that. The, the movie looked like it's too much shenanigans and uh, you know, too much tomfoolery going on. I'm like, sir, you've never played D and D then. <laughs> yeah, but see, have you played D and D? Shit goes off the rails. Like, if you play a D&D game where shit does not go off the rails, then you're like, you've that. that's the oddity. Not the other way around. Uh, no, it's not. You watch Amazon Prime. I think it was a, uh, like, probably an inferior Amazon Prime related uh, uh, showing Legion. But no, funnily, my group's already canceled once on that because, haha, it's apropos. But yeah, so getting rid of stuff, I mean... You, you, you got to make the decision of how much how much space you have for the stuff you want to keep is. You know, if your bookshelf's overflowing, then you got to make hard decisions. What's you know, that? like, do I need another bookshelf? Can I fit another bookshelf? Or do we need to get rid of games? Board games, too. You can't just keep all the board games and nothing else. Sometimes you got to get rid of even those, you know. I know Gonzo got rid of a bunch, uh, I want to say, a year ago-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were you getting rid of a bunch? Yeah. yeah. And there were ones that I was like, I'm never going to play this. This is stuff I've never even cared about. Um, but got it because it was either cheap or I was interested. Yeah. And then it went out, and it's I mean, there. I still have two board games that I got from a Christmas thing at Games Workshop. And I worked at Games Workshop in a hot minute. One of them, Formula Day, we played quite a bit of. Oh, that's a good game. Made Formula D for the U.S., but I saw Formula Day. We played the crap out of it. But if I had to give it to someone else, I'd be fine. And then I have Lord of the Rings Risk, which I have never played. <laughs> I barely opened. Uh, Risk has too much of a bad taste in this this area of the world, unfortunately, <laughs> because a lot of us grew up on Risk, and Risk is not a great game. I'm here to tell you, it needs something. But, you know, it's kind of thing you saw, like, but they sit on a shelf in my closet. They don't really take our appreciable space, so I haven't gotten rid of them yet. Yeah. Also, an old board game called Alpha and Omega, you'll all have to look that up. I've played it like twice. 
It's a space combat board game. But occasionally you just got to get rid of stuff, you know? It is the way it is, you know? Even my cousin, who was the biggest squad leader fan in the universe, eventually had to get rid of some of his squad leader because it took up too much fucking space. Granted, I believe he just got rid of all the duplicates of sets he had because he was a madman like that. Um, you know, but if you're not playing it much, though, granted, if he said, hey, John, come over for a weekend of squad leader, I, I try to make a weekend for squad leader. I think I still have the squad leader, not even advanced squad leader. He was an ASL guy. I think I have like the, the starter box of squad leader because it came available and it was like 20 bucks. I'm like, sure, I'll have squad leader for 20 bucks. This is a good game. Or stuff you have an attachment to. Like I have a box set of Renegade Legion Leviathan hanging out. Why? Because I fucking loved that game back in the day. Are we going to play it now? Probably not. But do I have a copy? It was 20 bucks or something at the uh, local gaming store because it was a used copy. Fucking A, I'll buy that. You know, I I have Self Centurion, which is their ground-based version. I don't like Interceptor as much, though I have the new version of Interceptor sitting right over on the table over there. It was solid, but I haven't played it yet. At least it's got models, not just boxes. Though there is something about the old fold the boxes into the ships that was kind of cool. Well, it's like talking about, you know, going to the paints. Um, I'll be getting rid of a paint line, and not because I don't want it anymore, but... I'll have something else and I don't mind sharing, you know, what I've got to help others, but there's one paint that I will never get rid of that privateer press has. And that's that, um, Oh, what's the name of that black, uh, coal gray or uh, not coal gray, but coal black, coal black. Yeah. That right there. I've never found it's a paint. I never found a color that is like that. Spoiler. And I'm like, Vallejo has what you just have to go, spend the time to find it and that would take you some time why yeah. why when you can just go i'll buy this one rather than spending 20 yeah. minutes looking for the right one in Vallejo. or i already have like a couple of bottles of it because i know i bought a couple of bottles i'm like the coal black is very very good it's got a good sure. little bluish green tint to it that i really like there's a bunch i buy there's two that i don't ever feel like i would find easy replacements for coal black's one of them and then moldy ochre is just a good yellow that covers yep. well. That uh, I, I mean, I'm sure I could get a replacement for, but I it might it. be hard. Right. Yeah, I'll be going through my paints here soon, too, because I've got a bunch that I haven't looked at in a while. I'm sure they're done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rathier of Leo is much more internationally available, but, I mean, why are you going to spend the time when you've got it right there and probably your local store has it, or in my case, since I haven't gone to my local store in a while... It's a little out of the way. Uh, I instead just go to an online store. Hey, shockingly, it's kind of sideways a sponsor. I was being Discount Games Inc. And I get them to send me the paints I need. Yeah. True. Like, when people say I only use one paint range, I'm like, shame, because you're you're hurting yourself. You need to pick and choose. Because, like, you know, even if you get into the contrast style paints, the speed paint type things, um... One might be really good in GW, and one might be really good in someone else. Yeah, just, and there's just the vagaries of how it is. There's a lot of companies getting into, and we call it the speed paint line or contrast paint line uh, of stuff. And um, I use contrast paints for a lot of shading and shadowing and stuff now. If 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 I'm not painting it strictly in contrast paints, and yeah. I mean it's they work great for that, uh, and yeah. I can't fault the contrast paint lines. They're really good. 
I mean, one of the yeah. uh, new Mark IV armies, Dusk, uh, I got the starter box, which is like two jacks and the caster, and I'm going to paint it in all contrast paints, and it looks good as shit and takes no time whatsoever to paint it up. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I feel like will probably be really hard to replace is GW washes. They're good. Citadel washes are fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I've used Army Painter, you know, Strong Tone and Dark Tone and all that, and they're fine, but they just don't hit the same way. There's no. a little bit off. Yeah, I uh, I really like uh, like Agarath Earthshade. No oil, solid, solid fucking stuff. A. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't beat it. I'm like I don't like buying GW stuff, but can, those are stuff that you just can't get away I, with. I don't mind buying their paints and stuff. They're a little yeah. overpriced, but I mean, I don't think Agarath Earthshade's overpriced at all. I feel like you're getting what you pay for. Yeah, fucking quality. Agrath Earthshade, No Oil, and a few other the a few others that are in there that are really good. That are really the good. One thing I want to try is like the black contrast, the black speed paints for other lines because I use the black uh, contrast, black Templar all the fucking time, and because mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't need it to be blackety black, you need just to shade off of that. <laughs> so, I mean, also it's you know. There's a lot of good uses for them. So, yeah, you should look at all the paint lines, but you should be looking at your paints every once in a while, too, to see, have I touched this paint in fucking a while? No, fucking just get rid of that shit. Or put it in another box, keep it somewhere. Remember, when you're storing paints, where it's stored is important. Yes. You know? So, well, I mean, make sure you store it correctly. Like, I bought a cooler bag. If you store it in a cooler bag, no matter how much hot or cold it gets it'll probably be fine because it's not going to change temper appreciably in the cooler bag because it's a cooler bag. And so it's designed for, but there's also, you got all, if there, if there's like a bunch of paints that you're not using or not going to use, there's always somebody that, you know, would enjoy those paint lines either for their kids or for themselves because they don't have the money to start up painting miniatures because it's expensive. Come on guys. Not cheap. Paint lines are expensive. I mean, $400 for a paint line, $500. You're not going to buy a paint line, though. Let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. That is purely uh, frivolous. Like, yeah. Because you buy the paints you need as you need them. Yeah. And so if you give you give a decent amount of paints to somebody that doesn't have the money to buy a decent amount of paints, they're going to probably, you know, be pretty yeah, fucking happy with you. It definitely help. Yeah. But like, you know. Uh, Valandar, the Red, Valandar the Red says the new remix washes from Zell are more like auto liners, army painter and reapers washes are more shading near the recesses. Also, there's a bunch of other types of paints that GW doesn't do, like the uh, the inks. Are they called inks? The reaper ones? Hold on. Oh, yeah. The Master Series clears. The clears, yes. Yeah, the clears. They, they are totally different than anything other people... Uh, offer so you, you need to learn I need to learn how to use them more but you know you really they're totally different things you need to look at them so that's the kind of thing but yeah so with spring with spring cleaning coming up you need to look at that and it's not just like let's not just stop with that maybe you need to look at your novels maybe you need to look at your your graphic novels maybe you looked at your bookshelves entirely like hey is there something here I haven't touched or thought about touching in a very long time do I need to keep it or can I donate it or whatever? Remember, there's still libraries about. They love donations. Uh, yeah, and donate books. Don't throw them away. No. 
I have a friend who's still looking to make the biggest library she can, so I just like here's books, <laughs> and she takes them home, and her and her and her boyfriend gets upset and like, off. She wants books. She gets books. Yeah, I just, I just, I mean, I, cause I'm looking over at my shelves because I have two shelves over here, two metal shelves over here, and I'm like, mm, it's time to purge. Yeah, and I mean, purge I the correct myself, way. I've got. I got a bookshelf here and a bookshelf here. There's a bookshelf in the other room. I got stuff on my table here, board games and stuff. You know, I can see three Battletech boxes, four Battletech boxes that need to be put somewhere. G.I. Joe Mission Critical I haven't played yet. I've got downstairs, I've got the two, uh, the G.I. Joe card game uh, and the Transformers card game. All stuff needs to have space. See you, Mo. You know, and it's time to look to see, make space for that. Yes. Yes, Valandar. No one should ever tell you what the paints they should use. They can recommend, but paints that work for you and your style might not be the paints that work for someone else. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah so, there's... you know, look at your stuff, see what you need, see what you don't. Talk to your local crew. Maybe someone needs what you got. Maybe someone has the space and can store what you got. You got what I need. You say I'm just a friend? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, there's just. But yeah, it's that kind of thing. But like, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it too with even something as as you know tertiary like action figures. I've got maybe a little more than I can easily display. So start looking. I got a used action figures toy store around. Maybe I take some of the ones there I'm not ever going to look at again and do that. Maybe it's time to look if you need to upgrade one of them. You know, I mean, I got. We talked about that. I got a Beta Bill back here. Good grab him. Beta. Hey. They had a new version, and this is a great version considering he's fucking more than 20 years old. He's like 25 years old plus. You know, they get a new version. Toy. Maybe it's upgrade him. He's cool. He's really cool. He's got a good classic look, too. Is that the one that you Fuck. had to buy, like, a bunch of Marvel models to get Beta Ray? Because they had, like, a piece of Beta Ray in each box? It was not a Build-A-Figure, no. This was straight up out of the Toys R Us in Annapolis, Maryland, in a very long time ago. Last century. I I, th- I just remembered that there was at one point you had to buy all these Marvel I figures. I don't think to get there was a, a. I don't think there was ever a build a figure Beta Ray Bill. I remember it's been so long. They, they don't do that much anymore. I mean, might have been, but I don't recall one. Uh, nope, there was. It looks like there was from much more recent, maybe five years ago, and it's not good. It's not good at all. It's not as good as the one I have. Oh it's... yeah, the Marvel Legends. I mean, it's not one too sucks. expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like thirty bucks ain't bad. Like I'm not gonna lie, thirty bucks. But that is not even like half as good as the one I have now, and not even a quarter as good as the new one. I'll show you the new one when I get it. I did. Uh, Dan from Secret Galaxy, a.k.a. Toy Galaxy, did sell me on that. I don't think it was a Build-A-Figure. I think it was just a Beta Ray Bill, but he had, like, Hulk Build-A-Figure parts in him, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, the Dan from Secret Galaxy, formerly Toy Galaxy, sold me on the, uh, they did a video on, he did part of a video on the new Beta Ray Bill, and he sold me on him, even though, like, I really liked it, but I didn't like the mohawk. It's a little out of place. It's not his current, his classic look, but, you know, what the hell? It's Beta Ray Bell. 
I like Beta Ray Bill a lot. So there's there's some spring cleaning notes. But <laughs> definitely, before you just get rid of stuff, talk to the PU people locally. Maybe someone wants it, needs it, or even can store it. Like I said, my, my stuff's going to go to my buddy Al Marshall. He'll keep it. And if someone comes and going like, hey, you know, if we're playing a game and like, hey, I need to play X game, he'll be like, here are some models. Go. Enjoy. Have fun. Yeah, we're not about necessarily selling everything. I mean, at the point, we most of the things we've gotten the joy out of. If it's not Correct. still sealed, I probably got some joy out of it. Yeah, because there's, I mean, like I said, there's a ton of things. Like I have some old dust models, old dust stuff. Uh, Ford. Want some dust models? <laughs> I have a dust model. It's an armored gorilla with a fucking autocannon. I will paint that thing. <laughs> Maybe even soon. Remember we talked about that one with the guy? And I was like, yep. I fucking have to have that model. I bought that model that day. Yep. I mean, I have some old dust stuff that, you know, I never even played, never got a chance to play. And it was given to me in like two months after or a month or so after it was given to me. They went under. So I know my, my friend, uh, Mr. Ford Fitch there uh, likes dust and uh, well, I could give him some good stuff. Dust is an interesting one because since it's owned by a person, it'll never go away completely. Correct. And we can always hope it comes back out and hits right. Because I like the idea of it. I've been following it for a while. I like the weird World War II, and I like the idea of it in particular. So, Yeah, but I mean, if I could give this to him and he can get some better joy out of it instead of oh, yeah, collecting absolutely. dusk, I'm more than welcome to do that. Unintended. Oh, always intend your puns. Always. Hey, we want to go over to the uh, media section since I didn't even paint, so we were having too much fun talking. I'm going to tell you that this Jin Jin Mule is very tasty and very refreshing. <laughs> like, you can, I can't even taste it's really got gin in it. It's, it's good. It's a little better than a vodka one. Um, I have a decent amount to talk about this week. Let me check. I texted myself and... One, two, three, four, five, six. Not not a lot to talk about because some of them still going, but there. But we need to talk about the elephant in the room. There is an elephant in the room, and um, you and I talked about a little bit before we started. Yeah, it's right behind you. Willow. Willow. Okay. So originally, when it came uh, out, uh, originally we were told it was oh, canceled. Oh, report. <laughs> I'm still working on it. I just bought gin last time. If you missed the pre-ramble or the earlier part of the story, this has been a fuck of a week for me. This is actually the first time I've really drank this week because I've been so down. I don't drink when I'm down because if I'm too down because it makes me even worse and I'm not that stupid. So I will work on it. Don't you worry. It's still all my desktop saved as a recipe I need to look at. Anyways. Willow. Yeah, so reports early this week that... Uh, that it was canceled. And now, I think today-ish, I saw... Like, no, no, it's not canceled. We're just delaying at least a year. They released so them I, to do other projects in the meantime, is what they... was one yes. of the things they said. Yes, which means they're working on it probably... Now, Gonzo, I, I don't know if Gonzo agrees with me. I think that it's because they said they need two seasons to do the next story. And... That's a tough sell for a middling popularity, and I'm willing to accept that it's middling popularity. Something like Willow. Not everyone got it. Yep. You know? 
remember most of us watched Willow when we were much younger because that's when it came out. Uh, I felt like it hit about the same notes as it did when I was, you know, at, in the original movie and I watched it beforehand. But I enjoyed the crap out of it and I hope to see they get another one. Warwick Davis needs all the work he can get because Warwick Davis is fucking awesome. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, was there some cheesy stuff? Was it a perfect series? No. But was it fun? I had a blast yeah. watching it. I had a good time. I liked the characters. I liked hating some of the characters, too, because they were annoying little twats. And that's the best way to put it. I did like it. how they ended that, you know, with everyone getting... Yeah, I like that they ended the series. You could end it here, and we wouldn't be like, bring back Willow. Yeah. We'd want it, but it wouldn't be like to bring back Firefly. Correct. And we'd be like, we'd want to see more, but it is at an okay stopping point. But they did leave it open. So I'd love to see it get more, and I hope they do. Because they need to stop throwing shit at the wall and just seeing what sticks. They need to stick with something and let it get better. Well, Look at Picard. Like, apparently, and I'm not watching Picard yet, but I will. I'll watch season three. Uh, the revisionist history is that many people didn't like season one. False. It was actually pretty well reviewed. It was good. Many people didn't like season two. True from what I understand. It was not well reviewed. And then season three is fucking the best thing since sliced bread. You've got to give the showrunners some times to get their fucking feet under us. The, the sad part is this is the last season of Picard. Yep. But you have to give the showrunners some times to get their feet under them. Yeah, you can't always afford all the time, but you can't just go one season and done. If you do that with all the series, you'll, you'll just be remaking shit. And you're not going to have people uh, subscribing to your channels. No, because they'll be like, like why? Done, I, yeah, yeah. They, they one season everything. Well, I mean, you know, that's why even though I'm surprised the more recent Magnum reboot is still going, I'm pleased because that means that it's get, they gave it some legs. You know, and a lot of it is us watching it. And I know a lot of us like to wait and then stream and, and get it on once. But you have to do it within a certain time of the series or the series is going to go away. Like Willow, if you hadn't watched it prior to them making the announcement. I mean, they're not counting the fact that you're going to view it later. They can't know that. Well, and they also said that they're they're re revising their programming. Like they're not going to be doing as many Disney Plus shows. Like they're going they may do a made by Disney, but shop it out to another network. Also, that was one of the things that they were talking about is shopping like out shows. Out. I, I think Disney so too. Plus lives and dies on the fact that there's just so much content coming out. I mean, sure, they may be like, well, everyone can't watch all the content. That's a good thing. It means we're not going to cancel your se your your series, your system, your service. That's the word. Yep. What is those words? Because we've watched everything because there's so much to watch. I still have to finish Miss um, Marvel. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't finished it yet. I want to. It's just other things came up, and I don't always have that set time in a week if things go nutty. You know, you have to really earn it, like Mandalorian really <laughs> earned it. Continues to earn it. But, I mean, that that's, that's something they said, because there was a lot of Disney shows that yeah. are getting canceled. Um, that are, you know, the last show or and last season. And some you're not surprised, like yeah. National Treasure didn't really have any oomph to it. They didn't really advertise it well. You don't see any of the, the people coming back. You know, sometimes things don't hit well. But they need to do more of that. There's too many. First season comes out, it's great. They do a second season, it's a little underwhelming. And they cancel. Look at uh, Altered Carbon. There's a ton of books that could be for, to keep going. Oh, yeah. But the second season just hit a little bit, didn't hit as well as the first one. They're like, it canceled. And now you get 
on that sort of topic, you get the showrunners complaining that the actors portraying the characters are too into the characters and are being rude to the writers when they write stuff that's not in pro in character for the character. Hey, they're fucking actors. It's their fucking job. <laughs> if you write something bad, they're supposed to say, like, this isn't appropriate for the character as we're portraying them. You know, like the revisionist thing where fucking, oh, we didn't like working with um, Henry Cavill because he's too excited to play Geralt. There's no such fucking thing as too excited to play somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that person's giving it their fucking all. It means your writers are fucking shit and they need to fucking get their shit together and work with him. Yeah. I watched a oh, in the media. I watched part of a podcast with Michael Jai White just because I've seen some something recently. It's on coming through my Twitter feed where he's talking about making the Dark Knight because he was in a couple scenes of the Dark Knight mm -hmm. with Christopher Nolan and he would come in and go and he's not like top tier actor by any stretch of the imagination. He knows this. He going like, hey, you know, all my dudes have European accents and I don't I have an American accent. Do you want us to try and all sound similar? And he's like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, that's a fucking great director. Like, even if it's early in his relatively early in his career, he's going, these guys have brought up a point. Let's talk with them and see what they think about this, how we can make this work. That's how you fucking make a movie, how you fucking make media. You talk together, you, you brainstorm. Not always going to be right, but at least you're hearing different views. If you're so stuck on your view, put that shit back on. Jesus Christ. Someone someone fucking make you put that shit back on. Actually, you know what? 906, you don't have to at this point. I'll keep mine on because he's a slacker. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you're not going to be great, but just hearing different views means you're not stuck in your ways. And I suggest that in all things, since we get a little rant here, since the Johnzo started it, I'm going to say... Um, you can't just be stuck in one viewpoint of anything. You've got to keep some of those opposing opinions around in all of your life. So that way you can experience new things and not get stuck in a fucking echo chamber. And I think some of these some of these shows are getting stuck in an echo chamber of good versus bad when it's not that. You know, if you're getting there and you're watching, say, an Andor, and everyone tells you it's the best thing since sliced bread, and someone says, you know, I thought it was well made, but I didn't really like it that much. And you just block that guy, you're just going to get an echo chamber. You're not going to get an opposing viewpoint to challenge you. And that's going to be difficult. It's going to stagnate you in whatever venue that is. I actually had a discussion like that on, on uh, Twitter earlier today where I said, wasn't really my thing. Didn't enjoy watching it at that point. Never said it was bad. In fact, it was very well crafted, very well acted. But I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it was very Star Wars. But, so, end of the rant. Watch the stuff on the streaming service if it's something you like and you want to see more of it. Yeah. I mean, going back to you were talking about Picard. Um, yeah. And there's a few of us at work that watch it. And, of course, we watch it, you know, on Wednesday night and stuff. <sighs> Season one, good good Star Trek. Season two, bad Star Trek. Season three, good Star Trek again. Goes back to the roots. I really like it. There's actually talks of a Worf spinoff. Because uh, I guess he's doing uh. the... And I'm like... They need okay. to throttle back on that. I still haven't seen the, the Giorgio spinoff section 31. Yeah, or whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, they're... And, and that's another good one. Think about... So, we'll go into what we're going to... We both... We would comment on. The middle part of this month's... This week's Mandalorian was reportedly... And reportedly... Actually unused stuff from the cancelled Rangers of the New Republic series. That's what the, the general consensus is. Why it's so far afield, 
It's something they were going to have go in another series and intersect back in with Mandalorian. But since that series is no longer going on, going to happen, they put it in here. And I'm here for it. I still thought it was good. I'm intrigued to see where it goes, even though I like the beginning and end of the episode much more. Correct. I didn't where that Mandalorian's going in general. But I, I like that. They need to stop announcing all these series and then just not delivering. Well, there's there's no no official announcement. Excited. Yeah, there's no official announcement. It's, it's, people are like, people are like. They officially announced. It's gone. They said it. Like Kathleen Kennedy said it. Yeah. She's already said it. Yeah. It's gone. But then, they kept it quiet because it makes them sound like fucking liars, which they are. And then and we like, know why it is, because Gina Carina was going to be one of the main characters in it, yep. and she is persona non grata, understandably. Yeah, because there was also talk of people are like, I'd really like to see a Titan spinoff, which is the the commander and a seven um, spinoff. And I like is where they should go. That is that is a good idea for Star Trek. That is Star yeah. Trek quantity. Worf is not. I love Worf. Worf has got way more legs than anyone thought he did after, you know, watching the first season of Star Trek Next Generation, him get his ass whooped by everyone. <laughs> but I, he's grown to a great character. I love Michael Dorn. I like Worf, but I don't feel like a series based on him is going to have any legs. I don't think so either. It, it, now, limited he, series? You, you give me a limited series? Like one season? Maybe. To let him tell a story? I could go with that. Or a couple episodes here or there. Yeah. What, what happened to one-offs? Can't you do like an hour and a half episode that's a one-off, tells a story, intersects with something, maybe, maybe not, and then you go on your way? You know, we talked about this a little beforehand. The the BBC way of doing it, where they go like, we're going to do a series. How many episodes? Many as we fucking want. After that, we'll stop and we'll do more later if we want to. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. You know, technically, Sherlock's still on, even though they haven't done anything in a while. I mean, they just could decide to make another, another series. <laughs> they do more of that. Just make it as long as it needs to be. Just do some stuff and go. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm a, so the new new season of Picard. I'm enjoying it. Not a problem. Uh, very good Star Trek. Very fun. My list. Yeah. Uh, John, do you have one, or do you want me to go with some other ones? I have three. Okay. Um, I'm gonna uh, talk about something real quick. Gonna get it out of the way. So I was watching a show on Netflix called Outlast. It is a survival show. And all it is is they drop these people off and they say, hey, you have to survive in the wilderness for a certain amount of days and whoever's lasted wins the money. But you have to do it in teams. Sounds similar to something you used to watch. Alone. Um, That's one. Yeah. But this one says you have to be in teams and you can't you can't be by yourself to win. Um, they kind of let them go pretty wild in this one. There was no rules to the game besides survive. Um. So people were raiding camps and stealing people's shit. And there were some really <sighs> shitty people in this. And I mean, really shitty people. And I'm like, there uh, is stealing people's sleeping uh, bags when it gets down below freezing. That's a pretty shitty thing uh, to do. That's why you don't say no rules when money's on the line. Yeah. And money was on the line. It's like getting in a land war in Asia. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, was it interesting? Eh, it was okay. Do I recommend watching it? No, but if you want to spoilers and, you know, see some people get their fuck around and find out, yeah, I'll tell you what it is. Um, but I won't spoil it. Um, but I watched that. So go ahead with yours right now. There's no rating on it because it's a reality show type thing. 
I'll, I'll get the important ones out of the way. Uh, I watched John Wick because, hey, I want to watch all the three uh, movies before I see the fourth. Woo-hoo. So I watched John Wick Part 1, and while I could nitpick a couple parts of it, I don't feel like I need to. I've seen the movie enough that I understand there's some always some nitpicky stuff. That's all there is. That movie's still a fucking mastercraft. It is great action, simple but efficient characterizations, character actors giving their all in their fucking roles, no matter how short a time they have on it. You're looking at John Leguizamo, who's fucking just giving it all in the short couple periods he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, the act, good act, Willem Dafoe being great as usual in McShane, just all the actors being great in their roles. Keanu, you know, putting in the work to make himself believable as John Wick, starting the creation of a cool universe. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a zero, no, no shockers there, but <laughs> it can't be said how much it changed action movies. Oh yeah. Because prior to this, the Bourne, I've seen some clips of this on YouTube, the Bourne shaky cam it seems so terrible after watching a John Wick. You're like, look at all this shaky cam bullshit. Yep. Like you can't appreciate the action. And I know that's not necessarily the point of that movie. And that's it, it works for those. But man, in John Wick, you can appreciate the action and the craftsmanship they're putting into all the action scenes because there's no shaky cam. It's just great. And don't don't kill the dog. Don't ever kill the dog. It's <laughs> a mistake. Why do you fuck with John Wick more in this later? Uh, zero. It's still great. Watch it whenever you want. It's it's just a good fucking movie. And technically, a movie that could be done in one, but there are sequels. More on that in a little bit. Go ahead, Kanza. Uh, so, Bayer of Kingstown just finished. Um, and it's a series, uh, Jeremy Rayner and everything, uh, where he plays an in-between be in between the bad guys and the cops who try to keep the town safe, so, you know, so on and so forth. I really like this show. It, it, it's one of those dirty cop TV shows because he's not a cop, but he's dirty because he's trying to keep the police from, you know, doing bad shit, trying to keep the bad guys and the gangsters from doing bad shit, trying to keep the peace in the town, but also trying to be a good guy. And he has to do bad guy things to be a good guy. And I really like this series. If you're watching Mayors of Kingtown, um, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Solid. Uh, good acting, good characters, good fun. You don't fuck with people in this one. Like, you don't fuck with Mike. You don't fuck uh, with the mayor. <laughs> maybe expect a delay before the next season comes out. Yeah, there is that. Um, hopefully, Jer- Jeremy will be able to do it. But uh, it yeah, was really good. Recovers. Yeah. Uh, he, he's was... underrated. Oh, very much you know, so. I saw last week, I saw him in SWAT, and, you know, he wasn't amazing, but he was good and solid. He's, he's definitely an underrated actor. He's really good in American Town. I mean, he is the lead actor in it, and he's just got some good scenes and good things. And you're always like watching it. It's like the John Wick thing. You done fucked up. You fucked with something that the mayor told you not to do. Now you got to pay. <laughs> so highly recommend yep. it. I, I give it probably about a one space herpy, but still solid. Uh, my second, unsurprisingly, is John Wick Chapter Two. What? Yeah, I know. Almost like I'm watching them all before the new movie comes out. Shocker. Uh, honestly, if there ever has been a movie that takes what was in the first and just makes it bigger and better in mostly the right ways, it's John Wick Chapter 2. The action's still great, still no shaky cam. Um, 
a little weird at points. They could be a little more upfront with their what they're doing with people. Um, I would suggest this is one where I really just watching the everything great about afterwards because uh, the guy goes into a lot of ideas in the movie of why people are acting the way they are when it seems a little weird. Like, I feel like it was a criminal criminal underuse of Ruby Rose, who is an enjoyable actress to watch in a movie. She's got a lot of charisma. But making her a mute bodyguard slash assassin was a mistake. Cause I don't know why they did that, but I think they had a role and they got her for the role. And she worked, but I feel like she could do so much more. Uh, and he actually even brings a point about her that is worth looking into more. Like, there was some more background with her character that you really have to look for subtext to make that work. But if you're looking at the, you know, the, the foretext, great movie, good action. Why do people keep fucking with John Wick? Why, why would you do this? <laughs> like, I don't care how much the bounty on John Wick is. Not it. Not fucking yep. it. Nope, not nope. today. Yeah, nope, nope not today. <laughs> Baba Yaga, awful. It's, nope, sir, go on your way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not interested in the, that money because it's not going to matter. Uh, but again, it does all the things the first movie did, just does them better, bigger, goes a lot more into the background. And honestly, as you make their world bigger, parts of it start to become potentially nitpicky. But you don't worry about that. You have to watch this movie a lot before you're worried about the nitpickiness of it. And even then, I still don't generally. I go like, huh, I could nitpick that, but I'm too abused by the movie to fucking care. Uh, you know, again, all the character actors are doing a great job. And McShane back. Um, uh, Lance Reddick, who we mentioned, is in both these movies, doing a yeah. great job in both of them. Not great role, not great uh, amount of screen time, but doing the best with what he's got. Um, Common is in this. Driver mm -hmm. Common, he's great, and he's actually been good in all the movies I've seen him in. He's especially good in this. Believable, enjoyable. Lawrence Fishburne, fucking chewing scenery. That's just his fucking strength. Enjoyable as crap. Zero. Shock. Shocker. Spoiler. Shocker. When we come back and I get to John Wick 3 and 4, likely to both be zero. It's not that I've seen John Wick 4 yet, but likely to be a zero, let's be honest. But zero. Enjoyable. Watch it. I bought the collection of all three on <laughs> Blu-ray and don't regret it at all. Even if we have to have a fourth one at some point, maybe even a fifth. I don't care. Keep going. Still not going too far crazy, unlike certain series. Fast and Furious. <laughs> which go completely off the fucking chains. Gonzo, what you got? Um, so The Last of Us finished last week. Um, I, I'm going to say that's this. good. Dude, they adapted the video game perfectly. They included stuff that wasn't in the video game that didn't distract from the story. It enhanced the story. But this is a show that you better be prepared for your feels. This rides the emotion wave, and it's meant to. This this show is meant to the video game. When I first played it, and when I was done, I cried. I mean, so this is this is not something that you're going to. Oh, this is okay, and you know, blah 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 blah. You're going to get the feels from this, no matter what. So you have to be prepared. Let me give you the idea from my buddy, the Jason, who talked about it to me at lunch uh, Saturday. And he didn't like the video game a lot. He's a video game guy, mm -hmm. a connoisseur. He's like, eh, it's middling to solid, but I didn't didn't really grab me. He fucking loved the series, thought it was great. 
Oh yeah. So you don't have to enjoy the video game by any stretch to just no. like the series. No, I have plenty of people that are watching it that have never played the video game and they're like, This is some damn good T V and I'm like, Yeah, it is. This is some damn, damn good one. <laughs> Um, but it is, it, it is a show and it, the, the show is not about the zombies. The show is not about the post-apocalypse. It's the story of humanity and people in it. It's a, it's a story of what so you're people saying are it's like. It's not enough to survive, survive. It's about being worthy of survival. Yes, it is. Thank Galactica. Again, as I always say, when it comes to this thing. I stick with Bowser Galactica. I don't need any more of the humans fuck each other over in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two. I really, really loved it. Um, there People was are some... already like fan casting Abby, I think her name is, for season two. Like, you got to get this person, this person. Like, that's when you know a show is hit well when people are fan casting for the next season of a slightly more grown-up version of a character. Yeah. Interesting well, to see. What's interesting, what I really like what they did is... They did incorporate voice actors that were in the video game into the show. Uh, I'm not going to awesome. do spoilers, um, but uh, behind the scenes, the uh, clickers that they used were the actual people they use in the video game. So I was like, that's cool. Um, there are certain voice actors that are inside the video game that you don't know about. And I'm like, that's even cooler. Uh, because they gave but, them that. I mean, that's that's someone that. There's nothing as cool as getting a voice actor into an actual live action. Yes. Apparently, they did that in the Flash stuff. They had Kevin Conroy play one of the Batman that they went in the Crisis of the Earth, which sounds awesome. I wish I was into it at that point, but awesome that he got a chance to do live action Bruce Wayne Batman because he fucking deserved it. Yeah. But I mean, it this one was super, super solid. I know a lot of people complain that there wasn't enough zombies in it, and I go, I get it, but, but the But if story... the point is not the zombies, then Correct. that's actually the right right action. Because you yeah. couldn't do a one-for-one one of the video games because you would spend too much time fighting off zombies. <laughs> you know, yeah. type thing. You just need them enough there to go, oh, crap. So... I really enjoyed it. It's one of my top shows. I, zero space series for me, by the way. Um, I can't wait for oh, season yeah. two. I don't know when we're going to get it. Could be a year. Could be two years. Don't know. But I enjoyed the shit out of it. Rumor has it, Peter Pascal, he's busy because he's a good actor. <laughs> I, I like the meme of Pedro Pascal carrying uh, this big heavy weight. And one side is Disney Plus. The other side is HBO Max. <laughs> Though, funnily, both those services, I feel like it's not even remotely true, but I enjoy the meme. Yes. <laughs> but, yes, our Art of Michael, when there was zombies, it was a big deal. Um, stuff. But I enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. John, do you have one more? I started watching The Expanse Season 6. I know I'm behind, but it's me. That's gotcha. my, my MO. Um, first episode, I liked a lot of it, but I didn't like part of it we'll see how it goes i feel like it felt a little more negative than normal stuff but it might just be the first episode still gonna watch the whole season need to get done with it so i can move on to the next thing which is either gonna be picard season three or ted lasso but you know enjoy the expanse overall i want to see how it ends i want to read the books but man finding the time for all that's difficult john if i could recommend anything for you to watch right now it is ted lasso um, yeah, but I new... got my whole service for that, so we'll see. So the also. new season started up of yeah. Ted Lasso. 
I don't care what anybody says. This show, the writing on this show is meant to make you smile and be happy and feel faith in humanity again. Um, because that's what Ted Lasso is. Ted Lasso is a person that is got problems, has issues, but always looks on the bright side of life. And the lines they write for this and everything, you just can't help but smile and laugh and be happy with this show. I watched this first episode of the new season and man, it was, it was good. It was great. Ted Lasso stuff. Cause you can see they, they're in, in the story. They're trying to change Ted Lasso to do something. And Ted Lasso is like, no, I'm going to be who I am. And this is who I am. And it's just solid. It, it, it is a very good feel good series. You walk away smiling after every episode. Well, like I said, it's on my list. I highly recommend it. If you're not it's watching it, if, if if you if you, if you're not watching it, watch it. Start on episode one, go through it. It's on Apple TV Plus and or Apple TV, what do you want to call it? And it's a great solid show. Um, start watching it, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's on my list. Uh, uh, that and I think, like I said, I already finished Expanse season six. Then either Picard season three, which might be at the nod just because it's going to be one season of stuff rather than three seasons of Ted Lasso. Yeah. But if so, it'll be that then Ted Lasso. And movie wise, I have two movies loaned from a coworker. And then after that, I want to watch the entire Rocky and Creed series because they're all available and I want to get them while the getting's good. So <laughs> try to make an effort to watch more movies. I've been sitting around staring at YouTube videos, which is not necessarily bad, but it's a lot of clip watching rather than movie watching. Yeah. But some movies are like that. Some movies are just clip movies. Um, I also started uh, Shadow and Bones, which uh, season two on Netflix. Uh, season one was okay. Season two seems to be all right. I'm only like two episodes in. I mean, they're hour long episodes, so I have to commit you know more time to it. And I'm just like, whew. But and it hasn't grabbed me like season one did, so I'm just waiting for it. I know, but I mean, it, there was a big break between the series too, so I mean, that's yeah. you know, beginning well, of COVID type thing. Ephemeral about grabbing you, like I would say that the first episode of Expanse season six didn't grab me like a lot of the others did. So there's that, but that's another way to keep in mind of, and that's a hard part about making series in today's day and age is that. And since it doesn't grab somebody, do they continue to watch it? Yeah. You know? And if you don't, it could go away. It, even Stranger Things went into that. I haven't seen all of the last season because the first episode was good, but didn't grab me the way the other seasons had. Especially the early seasons. The early seasons, you watch the first episode, you're like, fucking A, where's the next episode? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I mean, and, and that's going to happen with any series. It becomes old hat, whatever. Maybe it's just not right for you. Maybe it's not right for you at the time. You know, uh, and you got to watch that. You got to know your your own mental state is going to affect what you want to watch. You know, sometimes you just want to watch that stuff that's comfort because you don't need any big surprises. You need something stable because you're just in that frame of mind. Maybe you need something happy, go lucky. Maybe you need something a little darker. I mean, maybe you need Ted Lasso. <laughs> maybe you need Ted Lasso in your life. Maybe you need to watch all your comfort movies. Sometimes yes. that happens. You know, I oh, watched 100%. SWAT last week. Maybe I need to watch The Replacement Killers and Shooter. This is the extent of my usual 
action, you know, uh, guilty pleasure, go, go. Hackers, hey, they, hack, there you go. Maybe you need to watch Hackers. Hack the planet. <laughs> just find that thing. Maybe you need to watch just some comedy. You got to you gotta understand your mental state and watch stuff that helps your mental state. Very much so. You know? If something's feeling negative, put it aside. Don't judge it like, that was shit. I'm not in the right frame of mind for that. Holy shit, a Bowie sighting. Hey, Bowie. Hey, Bowie. <laughs> I rewatched Star Trek Into Dark just recently. That movie still sucks and disappoints me. <laughs> I would say go watch the everything great about, but you just like that movie enough, maybe you shouldn't. It's okay. Just watch the one after it, because Star Trek Beyond is fucking great. I love Star Trek Beyond. Anyways, I, I like that you show up right in time for us to get done. Sorry, but... Uh... Damn the rules. Yeah, what can I do? Uh, John, who should we raid tonight? Uh, I mean, Pirate Club's on. Pirate Club. Oh, okay. Uh, guys, we will not be on next week. I will be at Adepticon, unless John wants to jump on and, you know, do some streaming or gaming or whatever. But most, it's all Very up to him. Very unlikely, given the way my life has been recently, but I will consider it. Yeah. But we uh, we will not be doing a podcast next week. I'll be at Adepticon. If you're coming to Adepticon, please come and say hi to me. I have no problem. Uh, I may have a little gift for you if they do. But, uh, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch after each other. Please watch after everybody else also because sometimes yes. people don't. Check on your friends. Even if you yeah. think they're strong and good, check on them anyways. Always. You know, with the two with the two people passing, I checked on Marshall, who knew one of them, and my buddy Norrin, who knew both of them, just to make sure they were good. Yeah. You know, because you never know. Even the oh. strong people need help once in a while. Even the funny people. Even the silly people. Rest in peace. Even the emotional mind. support humans need people once in a while. Yeah. Guys, please take care of yourself. Please take care of each other. We love you. We miss you. We'll see you as soon as we can. For more than nice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. Good night. Raid incoming. Please hit that raid button.